Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 36, Minute 36. Yeah. Hey, everyone, it's Dan. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Oh, yes, it, someone who looks suspiciously like science has come up through the ladder, up the ladder into the window. Billy has his shirt off because it is, um, well, I think he's just put, actually, he put his shirt back on. It's still covered with brew, though. And the the guy, he's asking science why he's there. He hasn't set, who did I give that away? Um uh, no, uh, um, and th- at the end of the previous minute, this person in scrubs, dressed like the killer, but without the mask and much hairier, is reaching for a scalpel in his pocket and about to raise it into the air. Let's see what happens next. Oh my god! Ah! All right, everyone. This the 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 movie as we're watching it here is uh, seventy one minutes, uh, actually seventy minutes and forty nine seconds, which means that this is the halfway point. Hooray! And as it's the halfway point, yeah, microphones are fun. As it's the halfway point. I have decided that this is going to be one of those rare things that I say I never do, but I did all the time with Night of Horror. I'm going to go through sort of scene by scene, bit by bit, not shot by shot, but sort of scene moment by moment because there's a hell of a lot going on here. So let's dive in. So it begins with a shot of of the scalpel being raised in the air. Oh, my God. <gasps> all right, and here we go. Forgive me, I got a very panty dog in the room. I apologize, but let's let's head through this, shall we? All right, scalpel goes up in the air and comes down, slashes Billy hard in the face, and then we get five seconds in the great reveal of the killer popping up from the and the ki- the killer occasionally does like Michael Myers sort of like when he popped up when Billy and Tracy were there, he's doing like Michael Myers kind of head turns. Except, of course, we can see his eyes, but we couldn't see Michael's, and that was the thing with with Michael is that you know not being able to see actually see any of his face was like, huh, what is he what is he thinking behind there? Whereas this guy is just like his his eyes are popping like he's Marty Feldman or or I don't know some 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 crazy ass guy or something. It's 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 a good time. Who's who's that? Um, is it James Finlayson? The the uh, he was the Scottish guy. He was in like Laurel and Hardy shorts and things. He was in Big Business. 
the uh, the the classic Laurel and Hardy two reeler where they're trying to sell Christmas trees and they end up destroying the guy's house and they end up destroy he ends up destroying their Christmas trees in his car. It's sort of like the bug eyes. Like he would get that too. He go to and stare at them and his eyes would bug out. But that's what the killer's doing. Like when he pops up here and he still has that like wet nose. What the hell is going on? Is he a dog? Is he like? Is that what it is? This is like the killer in Last Slumber Party is a canine who has become human and does not know how to adapt to our society and it's taken up killing. Maybe maybe that's I don't know, you know, with a with a bit of a, you know, male pattern baldness. But it having said that, that's a heck of a good moment. I think you don't expect that because you see specifically that science and this guy are two different people and you think why is science and scrubs all the time? to throw you off now it doesn't actually throw you off because you know it's not science it just confuses you but confusion is as valid an emotion as happiness as grief as ennui is ennui an emotion you know i think confusion is is i don't know if confusion actually is an emotion now that i said that but i call it one now Yes. Okay. Let's see. What do we got next? Zooms in. And then there's an interesting moment here uh, with, with Tracy. Um, what, uh, well, well, it's interesting. I, I like it because it cuts in between Tracy in the, in the, in the bathroom, looking at herself in the mirror, intercut with Billy going, ah, for the second time. You notice he makes that noise twice. Um, which makes me think, yeah, this may have been edited on video because that's how they got the exact same noise to happen. Um, but, um, uh, and he's bleeding pretty good on his face. And, um, uh, but it's just one slice across his face. It doesn't, it doesn't hit his eyes. It just kind of like it's a slice down his forehead. I mean, it would hurt certainly, but, um, I don't, is that the, is that the death slice? Like there's a there's a space on your face. If someone cuts across it with a scalpel, you're dead immediately after bleeding and making noises. But um, and I like that Tracy doesn't hear any of this. I mean, is there? I mean, we don't hear like a fan or anything in there. So surely you would think she'd hear this. But what's almost as interesting as Billy being sliced up and the killer there being two killers, two killers. Oh my gosh. You know, this, um, I'm not going to say, I was going to say this isn't this movie or that movie where there are multiple killers, because I don't know what films you folks have heard. This one has two killers. I I don't think that's a spoiler. If you've been listening this far, that shouldn't be a spoiler, should it? I don't think so. But it's funny when you, you want to pontificate on on what you, on what you know and it's like i want to say this one had two killers or multiple killers and this one this one had three killers do you remember that one guys the one that had three killers i do i haven't seen it in probably 15 years but i i do remember that one uh but but it's weird because so she's she's in there she didn't take anything in with her she's got a very nice like gold watch and a gold bracelet um she didn't take anything in with her but she's picking through <gasps> that didn't occur to me she's picking through a like a like a little little case that's filled with prescription bottles and all i could think was this is linda's room chris didn't bring that case in there who put that case there does linda have a case 
full of her, like, dad's old prescriptions. No, well, he wouldn't bring them. Well, he might. I don't know. Like, oh, are those, whose prescriptions? I mean, look at those. You see, like, five or six of them. She pulls out, and she just looks at them, like, for a second. Nope, 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 nope. Which made me think it was hers at first. And I thought, oh, no, are you okay, Tracy? Are you okay? But then I realized that she didn't take that in there. So there is a case sitting on like the the counter, the 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 the, the vanity, the the thing that uh, in front of the mirror, um, I'm, it's the thing, you know, where the sink is. Um, help! Uh, and it's there's a case filled with prescription bottles and prescriptions, and and the doctor lives in the house. Huh? I wonder if that's something. I wonder if that's supposed to mean something or what that is. I wonder what she thought she was going to be taking. Like a Valium? I need an effing Valium. Ooh, spoilers. Maybe that's what she was saying. Maybe it is it is sort of um, like uh, Dr. Sickler helps his family out. They need a little something, gets them a prescription, and, 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 and Linda has just saved all of them in a thing. Please enjoy what you want. Mm, interesting. But then at the at the end of it, you and you cut away to, to Billy, ah! and then you cut back to her, and she says something, and she like pulls down her, the, her, her bottom lids, eyelids, and goes, oh, hopeless. But the sink is slightly off. The sink, the sink has that winter beast thing where it's, it's just like she, she leans, she, she leans back and she goes, "Oh, hopeless." Did you hear me mouth the words "hopeless"? I was doing like um, like a um, uh, um, doing a little uh, Michael Winslow from Police Academy doing his kung fu thing. You fight me, yeah, and you know he's just. Um, you know, you know that you know that stuff. So then, yeah. So so Billy's bleeding. He's bleeding pretty good. And it looks like they have like an appliance maybe in his forehead, that's that's spraying blood down his face, and it looks pretty good. And then he drops to the floor. And then around twenty-seven minutes in, it, it cuts to our gals, um, Chris and um, Chris looks bored out of her mind, and, but Linda looks really interested in Forever Evil. I do hope that TV is plugged in. I can't go to... I love how crappy the TV is. This is a huge house. This guy's a doctor. He seems to be like the head doctor at this place. And they have this TV. You know, it's it's so tiny. You know, it's like... This, this is the sort of... Like in the, in the, in the late 80s... Um, uh, or start of the 90s, I had a little TV in my room. It was a little crappy black and white TV. I watched many a... Uh, Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy Doctor Who episode on that TV. Uh, I watched many weird-ass movies in the middle of the night on that TV. But it was this crappy little black-and-white TV, and I didn't care that it was black-and-white. I could work with that. My um, my grandmother, one of my grandmothers, didn't get a color TV until, like, the mid-'90s. And... So I, I could work with the black and white. I could see I could see the colors in the black and white. But you would think they'd have a nicer one in this house him being a doctor and all but mm. so so we do get we get that and then the next shot is this just a wonderful moment of science it's clearly science like throwing dropping billy's body out of the window and it, it takes some time and it actually looks it actually looks kind of like uh he's he's pushing billy's body out the window and there's someone like outside the window who's like grabbing billy you know and going okay i got him and then they drop him out and then it cuts to the killer again with his wet nose which means he's healthy, and then the music gives us some stings, and it's all scary. And then back to our gals, our gals, watching this, and then the scream. Which you would think would have immediately woken Mrs. Sickler up, 
but doesn't. And, they, and I loved I loved the screen because you know, like like the bathroom is that weird fuzzy filmic space. The hallway and the staircase is that weird fuzzy filmic space, and that's what you get right here. They go from the living room, which is kind of the brightly lit space, into the hallway, which is dark and, and hazy, back into the bedroom, and the minute ends with the door flying open, Chris about to enter with Tracy, uh, Linda right behind her, and we again see that great kick-ass intercom. Ooh, yeah, Sorry, I just got um, interrupted by my coughing, panting dog again. You might be able to hear her in the background. It's been, a, it's been a tricky recording day, especially because I just changed my condom. Boing. And yeah, the minute ends with the gals rushing in there. And, and what do they see? I see that great intercom I mentioned so long ago. And that great stack of magazines. Um, I love it if we got a close-up of those magazines. You know, it's funny. If we got a close-up of those magazines on that table, we could probably judge to the month or so when this was being recorded. But mm, mm, doesn't happen, unfortunately. But yeah, so the minute ends there. She screamed, Billy's dead. Where's science? Where's the killer? How many people are in this room right now, apart from the three gals? We're number 10. We're number 10. We're number 10. We're number 10. 